The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. I'm Ross Tucker. You already know that. Former NFL offensive lineman. We'll get to the spread the word winner. Sponsor confirmation email winner and more a little bit later. We do have a college draft podcast today as well. But I am so excited about today's guest for a bunch of different reasons, including the timing is kind of perfect to talk with James Franklin. He's the head coach of Penn State. Big news recently with what's going on in the Big Ten. So let's get right into it. It's time for the Big Show. The Big Show. You know, James, it's funny. Uh, we scheduled this a couple of weeks ago, and I had a whole bunch of notes down and things I wanted to ask you. And then the announcement comes out on Thursday uh, about the Big Ten playing conference-only games. So I guess the first question is just, what was your reaction to the news? Were you anticipating that? What do you think? No, I knew this was coming. I was trying to make this a great interview for you, so I teed it all up so this would be perfect. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, you know, I get it. You know, we, we've been talking about it for a couple weeks. You know, I think the biggest thing is the control that it creates. So what I mean by that is if we do have a stoppage of play and the conference needs to shut things down for a couple weeks, it's obviously easier to do that when it's all conference on conference. And then obviously, you know, all the protocols that we're going to have as a conference, um, to, to keep everybody as safe as we possibly can. You know, um, not, not that we don't think that other schools will do it, but obviously when you're playing different levels of schools with different types of budgets and what they're able to do, it, it can be complicated. So I think when you took all those things into consideration, we just felt like this was the best thing to do moving forward uh, and still give us an opportunity to hopefully have a Big Ten champion, and then depending on how this thing all plays out, um, you know, maybe even a team or two, uh, maybe in the college football playoff, if, if, if things continue to trend in that direction. And then the, the follow-up question, Coach, is just probably the same one you get 20 times a day. I get it at least 10 times a day, which is, is there going to be a football season? How, how much confidence do you have? I know 
Big Ten Commissioner uh, Warren came out and said some things. Ohio State's Athletic Director Gene Smith has said some things as well. When everybody asks you that when you're around town or wherever, what, what's your response? Well, as you know, there's a different uh, conversation when I'm just talking to a, a friend downtown compared to when I'm doing an interview and it's recorded. But, no, uh, seriously, you know, I, I think it depends on the day, Ross, just to be completely honest. Um, you know, this thing is crazy. I think, you know, we saw this weekend, I think, the biggest spike in the history of COVID in Florida over a single day, more than, more than New York. You know, so it, it just it depends on the, uh, depends on the day. There's days that I'm confident and feel like we're trending in a really good direction and got a good plan. And then there's days um, or weeks that I that I'm concerned, um, you know, but I know there's there's a lot of really good people that are working on it. I think we have had a good plan at Penn State um, and, and so far so good. I think partly because of our plan, I think partly because of good fortune. Um, I wasn't sure how it was going to be because we have so many players that were coming back to state college from hot spots. Um, but, but so far, you know, so good with us, um, you know, but there's, there's a lot of things that have got to continue to go right for us to, for us to make this work as, as Ross, I know you spent a lot of time thinking about all these things. And I think the hard part is you read things and you see things and it just seems inconsistent. It doesn't seem to make sense. Some things in the locker room or, players being able to exchange jerseys after the game. And I know that may sound silly, but I think at the end of the day, people are just trying to control as many of the things you can control because there's going to be so many other things that are outside of our control. Yeah, I said that on Friday, James. On Friday's show, I said, look, all they're trying to do is mitigate any unnecessary risk. And in the NFL, the guys are getting paid for what they do inside the white lines for those 60 minutes. They're not getting paid to talk to a guy for four minutes afterwards and exchange. I said, if FedEx works great, just FedEx them the jersey and 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 wash it first, by the way. You should probably wash it first anyway. Um, you mentioned things have gone well for you so far there at Penn State. What have been the workouts been like? How have the guys handled it? And how pleased have you been with what your guys have done so far since they've been back? Well, it's it's been challenging. You know, I, I tried to – we tried to be as transparent as we possibly could the entire time. So we had a bunch of Zoom call meetings with the players, with the parents, to try to prepare them that, guys, this is going to be unlike anything you've ever been a part of before. Um, you know, everything that football has always done, whether it's Princeton or Penn State, is you're trying to be as efficient as you possibly can. And you're always trying to, to get 15 pounds of stuff into a 10-pound bag um, to maximize. And right now we're not working like that. You know, we're working in small groups of 16. Um, you know, we do that. We usually do five days a week, but trying to get everybody worked out, it's in small groups, it's impossible. So we're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So we can spread it out with small groups throughout the day. No one is in our football building, uh, from a player's perspective, no locker room, We've been lifting in Haluba, our indoor facility, so we could spread out all of the stations throughout the facility. So, you know, we were distanced as much as we possibly can. You were working out. Typically, as you know, Ross, you'd lift with guys in your position group. Well, now we're lifting with your roommates because you're already with those guys. So we're keeping them around their roommates. Um, 
you know, as a staff, we waited a couple weeks and then the staff started to come into the office and, you know, we go Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, with the offense and then Tuesday, Thursday with the defense. And the next week we flip it and we're all meeting in the team auditorium with assigned seats all spaced out. And we're all sitting in there with masks on. I got glasses, so my glasses are fogging up the whole time with the, with, with the mask. Um, so we're taking a lot of precautions. You can't get into the facility without your temperature taken. You can't get into the facility without filling out a questionnaire about how you feel. You know, there's just there's a lot of, you know, um, things in place. Again, to try to keep everybody as safe as possible. We all got the test done with the nose, up the nose. Um, our entire team, and then we got another retesting coming up here soon. Uh, so there's a lot. I, I probably I probably only covered about half of it, Ross, but there's a lot of things that we have in place just to try to keep everybody as safe as we possibly can. Yeah, I don't know if the Big Ten has come out with you know what the protocol or rules will be, especially as it relates to something like quarantine. James, if somebody on your team or somebody at a position group ends up getting the coronavirus or testing positive, have you thought about strategy at all? Have you guys talked about strategy? I mean, do you want to do something where your starting quarterback, Sean Clifford, never around your backup quarterback, Will Levis, never let those guys get within 10 feet of each other? I mean, it sounds silly, but there, there's a, on some level a strategic component there could be. No, I think that's exactly right. You know, um, you can't have a staff meeting where I got all the coaches in the room at the same time because you could lose your whole staff. You can't have a quarterback meeting where you got all your quarterbacks. That's why I could see us continuing to use Zoom for a long time. Um, even when we practice, we're not going to be practicing as a full team. You know, so that means the coaches may be on the field for five hours but, you know, we'll do a ones and threes practice and a twos and fours practice. So everything is separate. So, you know, to your point, so, you know, you've got a chance if you do have an issue that you're not quarantining and losing your whole team. And I think your point about the Big Ten coming up with some things, I think that's another reason to your point is to make sure everybody's got similar, you know, programming. The hard part, though, as you know, Ross, is it's not just – what the university or what the Big Ten wants to do. You've got state state policies based on what's happening. Nebraska's in a very different position than maybe Rutgers is, you know, and, and, and that becomes, you know, challenging as well. Or you're Rutgers and, and you have the saliva test on your campus and you're able to get testing back in 12 hours and another university is waiting to get results back. It takes four days, you know, or you're Nebraska – and, and your uh, University of Nebraska Medical Center had the first COVID case in the country, you know, that, that they got off the cruise ship that they, they handled. So there's just – there's going to be some inconsistencies in this, and we just have to realize that. Yeah, the one thing, too, I know a lot of people have talked about – you know, sometimes I see people talking about football and the money it generates. And it, it almost, James, sometimes it feels like people think that these schools are just profiting all the money. Whereas I get so upset when I see all of these schools around the country that are already canceling sports. It's not like the universities are pocketing all the money they make from football. I mean, that's what, that's what drives all the other sports. Plus, 
you know, I don't I, I live pretty close to State College, as you know. I mean, I think about the hotels, the restaurants, that's where they get all their profit margin. That's how that's how they make it for the year are those six or seven home games. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It it impacts so many different people in so many different ways. You know, and, and to be honest with you, be, being the head football coach at Penn State, there, there's there's some pressure associated with that based on what you said. I know everybody, everybody, you know, thrives off of, of Penn State football being successful. All the other sports, the hotels, the bars, the restaurants, all of it, 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 it makes a huge impact here. So, uh, you know, the thing I struggle with a little bit, Ross, is, you know, all us Big Ten coaches, we're on the phone talking. And a lot of our a lot of our coaches have sons that are playing AAU basketball, and the gyms are packed right now playing AAU basketball. No one's talking about that. You know, one of our coaches was at his son's baseball game, and he took his phone and turned it, and and the stands are full, and the parents are all sitting there talking, and they're playing baseball. You know, hockey. I think sometimes with football, because of the money, football gets beaten up a lot about a lot of these things, but. These things are happening in other sports and no one seems to be talking about it or concerned about it or worried about it or governing it. You know, so um, don't don't get me wrong. I get it. And we got some things that we got to overcome. But but there's there's other issues out there. There's other there's other things that should be getting discussed as well. So I want to move on from all the covid stuff, because there were a few other things I wanted to ask you about before the announcement late last week and one of which I guess is just what you guys have done the last four years I mean as you know I grew up a Penn State fan Uh, my first memory was going to Beaver Stadium I remember crying when they lost to Oklahoma in the 85 Orange Bowl I remember crying tears of joy when they beat Miami the next year in the Fiesta Bowl. But when you look at it, James, what you've done the last four years, three 11-win seasons, the one that wasn't was a nine-win season, three New Year's Day Bowls, it's about as good as any four-year stretch in the program's history. But for some reason, it feels like it's kind of going under the radar a little bit. I'm not sure if that's because we're so college football playoff obsessed now or what, but I mean, you look at all time, the last 40 years, your four year stretch that you just had is about as good as they've ever had. Yet I don't feel like you guys get the attention or get talked about it as much, maybe because it's Alabama and Clemson in the national championship game every year, whatever it is. Do you feel like what you guys have accomplished the last four years is under the radar a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I do feel that way, um, and I think your point is a good one. It's the most successful four-year run in our Big Ten era. You know, it's the most successful we've had. It's funny because sometimes you'll hear, hear people say, "Well, we want to get back, you know, to to you know where we were." And you know, it's a twenty-five-year-old kid or a twenty-eight-year-old kid saying, and "We're like, well, when is that? When when did you experience that?" <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, I, I'm proud of it, and and I still think we got a lot of work to do, and I think. I think your point is a good one. You know, when we decided to go to a playoff, it really devalued the bowls. And for programs like Penn State, it's the playoffs or nothing. Where years ago, going to a bowl game or having a 10-win season or whatever it may be, were certain thresholds for certain programs around the country 
where now it's it's really gotten to be for for programs like Penn State, it's playoffs or nothing. And then the funny thing is, once you get in the playoffs, it's not going to be just good enough to get in the playoffs. It's going to be the national championship. That the story's just going to change to that. But you know, I, I'll I'll say this, Ross. You don't come to Penn State unless you embrace that. Like this is a place that's got very high expectations and standards. But I do think your point is a good one, um, especially locally. We just don't have a lot of people uh, telling that that story, that narrative. It just, for whatever reason, it's not. But all the facts and all the data back it up. Yeah, and one of the reasons why is the job you've done recruiting. And, you know, I mainly talk about the NFL. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, but it's mainly – pro football and interesting just reading you know some of the early evaluations for top prospects coming up two guys jumped out at me uh you've got a couple of guys on your program right now that are number one ranked at their position I don't think it's much of a surprise that Micah Parsons is that at linebacker but I just saw recently where Journey Brown was ranked as the number one running back uh, by Dane Brugler, a guy I really respect. And it's interesting, James, because they're both Pennsylvania kids. One was like the most highly recruited kid ever. One was the least heavily recruited kid ever. And what I think is crazy about it is, you know, I watch every snap you guys play. They both have improved so much since they've been there. Micah playing a new position, journey from what he was in high school. And yet, when I watch them, it's a credit to your coaches, but I also think there's a lot more there. I mean, I I really think Micah in year three, journey Brown really in his second year, getting a lot of touches. There's still a lot more there for those guys. Well, let me say this. From a recruiting and from an evaluation standpoint, if we would have been here you wouldn't have been at Princeton because we're not letting a guy from our state go to Princeton <laughs> and then end up playing as many years in the NFL as you did. So we, we wouldn't have let that happen. I do want you to know that. So <laughs> those those games you cried over, you would have been a part of. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, we're, I'm proud. You know, I, I think there's a lot of stories about, you know, recruiting and, and what we've been able to do. But, I, you know, I, I, I agree with you, Ross. I think the thing that, that our staff doesn't get enough credit for is the development. I mean, Micah Parsons has only played linebacker for two years, you know, and the scary part about him is he hasn't even scratched the surface. There's so much room left for him to improve because of his lack of playing the position as well as, you know, some other things as well. And then and then Journey Brown, you know, um, I just think he always had the tools. He's going to run a crazy 40. You know, he broke Leroy Burrell's 100-meter record in the state of Pennsylvania that held up forever with like a 10-4-3, something crazy like that. Um, But he's always had freakish athletic ability, but he just needed to get more confident and comfortable with what we've asked him to do. And I thought Coach Sider's done a tremendous job with him and Coach Pry's done a tremendous job. But I I think your point is a good one. You know, for where we want to go, you got to recruit at a high level. You got to scheme at a high level. You got to develop at a high level. You got to do it all. But I don't know if there's too many programs in the country that have developed the way we have over the last, you know, over the last four years. Last question for you, James. Um, you know, in the NFL, it's a hot topic always, more so than it is at the college level. But it, minority hiring and again this offseason, it was a major topic. You know, you are one of the 
five to ten most prominent black head coaches in the sport. We hear about the issues a lot. I guess my question for you is, do you have any good ideas in terms of solutions as opposed to just pointing out the issues and the problems? What would be your recommendation in terms of solutions? Well, first of all, I don't. I didn't like the solution that they were talking about here recently in the NFL. I thought that was a was a bad deal. But I do think the original Rooney Rule. I think Mike Tomlin, Mike T is a great example. You know, he, he got the interview because of the Rooney Rule, and then he went in there and blew it away. And I think that's the biggest thing is that it, diversity is important um, in our country. So so that you hear different perspectives and you hear different things and. You know, a, a different viewpoint. All those things are really important. So in the interview process, it's important as well, as long as you're doing it with an open mind. And um, and, and you never know where it's going to lead. So I just think having an open mind, I think the NFL is very different than college. College has got a little bit of challenge because, because of recruiting, there's so much pressure to get the job filled as soon as possible, which I think can make it problematic. Where in the NFL, there's really no reason – why you can't take your time and be very thorough. Now, I know if there's a bunch of jobs open, there's competition to get a few guys. I, I get that. But but you have a lot more uh, ability to be thorough and go through the process. And, Ross, just like you know as well as I do, there's guys out there. You know, there's guys out there that, that deserve a chance because you see others that haven't been successful and they keep getting opportunities over and over again. It, it's hard to imagine that Eric Bieniemy you know, doesn't deserve a chance, you know, not just based on what Eric has done, but also you look at coach Andy Reed, how many guys have come from his tree, you know? So that's the biggest thing. I think at the end of the day, Ross, you know, you want, and I want the same thing is you want people to get an opportunity on the front end and you want people to get jobs based on the value that they can bring to that organization wherever they're from, whatever their background, whatever it is, that you have an open-minded process and that you're, you're, you're interviewing people and giving people a legitimate chance to get the job. Well, you got the opportunity first at Vanderbilt, and that led to the opportunity at Penn State. We've talked about what you guys have done over the last four years. And uh, for your sake and all of us, I hope there is a season. It looks to me like you guys have a chance to have a really good team this year. So – Let's hope there is some form of a season, even if it's just the Big Ten only. Really appreciate you coming on the show, James. Hey, Ross, I'm going to throw something out there for you. Uh, you know, whether it's this year or next year, I'd love for you to come up and do your show from our facility, like during camp. Do it from like you know our patio that overlooks practice, and you can interview guys on our staff. You could interview players. It would it make it really accessible, maybe something different for you. We'd love to have you. I want to thank you for all the support you've given our program over the years. That would be awesome. It's only like an hour and 15, hour and 30 minutes away. And every time we drive by, I make my daughters get off the iPad and look at Beaver Stadium and pay homage as, we, uh, as we're driving by. So that would be great. James, really appreciate the time. Uh, it's great to get your perspective on all that stuff, especially with the big announcement coming out. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. There he is, James Franklin. That was awesome, just as I thought it would be. You know what else is awesome, by the way? I haven't told you guys about this in a while. ExpressVPN. Do you know what this is? It is 
the ability to go and get your streaming services anywhere. For less than $7 a month, ExpressVPN lets you access thousands of new shows and movies on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and tons of other streaming services. Absolute no-brainer. It's all about getting an ExpressVPN. You can access content available around the world with no geo restrictions. So all that stuff, Netflix, Amazon Prime, maybe when football comes around, I don't know. Get the most out of your streaming services today at expressvpn.com slash Tucker. If you use my link, you get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Absolutely free. Why not check it out and see what you get from Amazon Prime and Netflix when you use the ExpressVPN in other countries? ExpressVPN.com slash Tucker. ExpressVPN.com slash Tucker. Hey, Ross, a big week in the NFL. Is the NFL and NFLPA need to finalize their testing protocols, their preseason game, opt-outs, finances, everything's going down this week. Yeah, supposedly they want to get it done by Wednesday or Thursday. I mean, they really need to. The, the reporting date is the 28th. And if you think about it, they've got three or four days and we're only two weeks away from that. And you got to, I mean, guys start to have to book their flights and, and all those type of things. So they need to get this stuff figured out. I personally don't think that the players should be as opposed to just two preseason games as they are. I think I've made that pretty clear. There has to be opt-outs. And I think the NFL knows that. They have to have opt-outs for a million different reasons. The finances, the 35% escrow thing, that's a joke. That's laughable. Um, that's not happening. And the testing protocols is an interesting one, Bri, because the players want every day. I think the NFL right now is saying every other day. But then you you wonder about the resources and things like that if, if the NFL players were actually doing it every day. So I, I think that it's not just the negotiation between the NFL and the NFLPA. It's what else is going on in our society right now as well. Ducks takes. Player news includes Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker and Seahawks cornerback Quinton Dunbar being implicated in a payoff cover-up stemming from their burglary charges earlier this offseason. Oh, my goodness, Brian. I don't know if you read about this. You, you got you got to read this. I mean, evidently, um, at least one of them, there's direct message evidence, there's video evidence that a lawyer gave – the witnesses' money to change their tune. I mean, this is going to get ugly. It was Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News that had it first. This is going to be interesting, going to be ugly. Now, a lot of questions here. One is, will something happen in time so that the NFL would suspend these guys for this year, or do they let it play out a little bit longer? But, I mean, this this is sorted. This is drama. you got to check this thing out because it is – very, very interesting. Ducks takes. The Eagles find wide receiver Deshaun Jackson on Friday for conduct detrimental to the team. And Ross, for a lot more information, obviously I want to hear what you got to say about this, but Jeff Schwartz came on with Andrew on the business of sports and they talked all about it. So shameless plug for the business of sports. Bri, you got, we got to stop using the term shameless plug. Well, I mean, it, it's a podcast. It, it's one, It's part of our network. There, it, 
Why, why would anybody feel shame to say that? I want everyone to know. So I'm is a shameful plug. I'm just telling you, I'm going to grab it right now. I'm giving this away this week. For people that are watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm giving this away this week. It's my NFL PA players card right there. So you can put that bad boy in your wallet. Maybe you'll get to the front of a line at a bar if bars ever open. I don't know. Maybe you don't have to pay a cover charge. I don't know. Maybe it's just cool to have a card that shows that you're an NFL player, even if you're not really me. Whatever. Use it for whatever you want. I don't care. Knock yourself out. But here's the only way you get it. DraftKings. Using the promo code Ross for that $1,000 deposit bonus. I'm giving one of these bad boys. I only have two. I have one from the NFL PA, and I have one from the NFL. I'm giving one of them away. DraftKings. That's the deal. Get the Sportsbook app on your phone. Put in the code Ross. Send me the screenshot, Ross, at RossTucker.com, just like you do for the sponsor confirmation email winner. And we'll go ahead and I'll pick one of you. You'll be the sponsor confirmation email winner this week. Big DraftKings week here because we love DraftKings. DraftKings, 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 DraftKings. That right there is an ode to the original people from the four-letter network. You'll know exactly what that is. DraftKings, 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 DraftKings. That's the deal we should have worked out with them, Bri. Should have worked out a deal with them where we got paid every time I said it. Like I tried to work out with State Farm back in the day. So interesting with Deshaun Jackson being fined, you know, there was statements and more statements and more apologies during the week. And then the, the, the discipline didn't come until the end of the week. I would like to hear what Jeff Schwartz and Andrew Brandt had to say, uh, both those guys being Jewish and getting their perspective on it for sure. I think the NFL, the Eagles had to do something. And really, I think the Eagles did hear exactly what they did with Riley Cooper seven years ago. And like Andrew said, he probably said it 20. I, I haven't listened to it yet, Brian. I bet you 20 times Andrew mentioned the word precedent with Deshaun Jackson being fined. That's my guess. Ducks takes. A couple of outside linebackers, Bud Dupree of the Steelers and Shaq Barrett of the Bucks, are in the news as they've each filed grievances regarding their franchise tag number. Three days away from the franchise tag deadline. Not looking real good for anybody else to get a deal. Maybe Chris Jones in Kansas City. We'll have to see. I know this much. It is unbelievable to me that even with a new CBA, they still didn't fix this issue of three, four outside linebackers being tagged as linebackers, which is $2 million less than defensive ends, even though these guys line up on the end of the line of scrimmage and rush 95% of the time. Like, why they allow there to be a loophole like that is beyond me. It's stupid, frankly. It's frustrating. I I just don't get it. I I really, really don't understand why you would do that if you're the NFL or the NFLPA. Have an edge designation. Have a interior defensive lineman designation. And then have an off-the-ball linebacker designation. I mean – Let's just be let, – let's, let's, let's work smarter, not harder, okay? What happens is it's like a $2 million difference. So these guys file the grievance. It never actually gets there. They just split the difference. Like, okay, we'll split the difference, okay? So the guys get an extra million bucks. The team save a million bucks. 
It's pretty stupid. It really is. Takes. Some other NFL news includes Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell testing positive with the coronavirus and the Patriots getting salary cap relief after settling a couple of grievances with Antonio Brown and with Aaron Hernandez. So that's interesting to me uh, about Antonio Brown, Aaron Hernandez. I didn't realize that they still had those grievances against them. You know, in both instances, they're trying to get money back from those parties. So Antonio Brown got the money. Aaron Hernandez got the money. And they're trying to get cap relief because of what happened. And they end up getting like $7.5 of it. Aaron Hernandez, like, it's amazing that that was still on their books. Must have been on their books like for two or three years, that, that grievance. That's the thing. If you file a grievance as a player, that, that amount is on the team's salary cap until it's settled one way or the other. So they really don't like when players file grievances because it takes up their cap space. So, and they do that on purpose, I think, because they want you to settle. They want you to figure it out. As for Michael Bidwell, it seems like he's doing better now, which is good. You always like to hear that. Um, And the thing we've learned is that coronavirus does not discriminate. doesn't matter if you're the owner, college football player, whatever it is, it does not discriminate at all in terms of who gets it will be very interesting when NFL teams report in a couple weeks, if that's exactly what happens, Bri, to see how many initial positives there are. That's been a big topic of conversation recently as well. That'll do it for a Monster Monday, early Monster Monday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com. I mentioned Journey Brown with James Franklin. I'll ask Matt Waldman about Journey Brown on today's College Draft Podcast. Really looking forward to that one. And then I might switch things up with Greg Cosell and Andrew Brandt on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast a little bit later in the week. Keep you guys on your toes a little bit. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.